Yo, what's up, people? I am your host, Jay Will. This is Inspire Guys People, where we balance faith and business to guide you to your purpose. Thank you for rocking with me today. This is or tonight. You know what I'm saying? This is episode 174, Drunk Off Entertainment. That's what we're talking about today. We're going to kick it about um, this overly entertained world. Some of the things that we got to watch out for, especially as believers, but really for anybody um, just some things to watch out for as the world has kind of adjusted to become um, all about entertainment all the time. And I believe that is starting to interfere and like mess with our personal growth and development. You feel me? Um, thank you for anybody who has been rocking with the show, whether it be on Apple Podcasts, YouTube or Facebook. Definitely appreciate y'all, man. I'm excited tonight um, to dive into this conversation. And there's about five key points that I'm going to make. We're going to dig into some scripture. We're going to have some good dialogue. Y'all know how we do. I keep trying to tell people your life is in shambles and just falling apart because you don't listen to this podcast. Listen, if you're rocking with me tonight, just get ready. If you got to pull out a notepad or something, we are about to grow. That's what this is all about, people. We are about to grow. You feel me? Um. So what I've been up to lately, been a little busy. I'm going to keep it extra crispy with y'all. Um, haven't been getting a podcast out as much as I want to, but I will tell you this for those of y'all who are subscribed on YouTube, which I would, you know what I'm saying? I would just suggest that you do. Uh, we do put out some daily inspirational shorts every day, just about been slacking on that a little bit lately too. And I tend to say stuff like we, what I really mean is me chopping it up, editing it, recording it, doing all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? So of course, I get busy and I can't keep up. But it's been um, it's been a crazy summer. Like the summer is coming to an end. Y'all kids is going back to school, and um, I think some of the stuff we're gonna talk about can can refer to the kids um, as well. Like, uh, so let's see. What up, Tanya? How you feeling? Say you figured your powers out because you haven't listened. So here you are. Look, look. You know what it is. Get that power back on, man. What's up, Jen? How you feeling? How you feeling, man? Thank y'all for tuning in. And uh, we about to jump into some really great content. So y'all know how I do, man. I got slides today. Uh, let me see. Let me get to my slides, bro. Let me get to my... Listen, y'all know how I do. Drunk off entertainment is what we're talking about today. Um, so let me start with this. First things first, I want to say this. There's a difference between judgment, like a judgment call, final judgment, and a warning. Right. So the first thing I want to lay out for you all today is that um, today is not about judging people. It's not about judging you or ah, you're doing all this stuff wrong or da, 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 da. But it is about a warning call. And I think we need to understand the difference between those things. So as an example, the speed limit sign, like don't do 50 in this. You know, this is a 50 speed limit zone. That's a warning sign or a guide or some instructions that's telling you if you're going to be on this street, we've identified that the safe speed for you to go is 50 miles an hour. That's not a judgment. That's a warning sign. That's telling you something for your betterment that, that you should do and a way that you should go about your life or some decisions you should make that's better for you. Right? So let's talk about when the police pull you over and give you a ticket for speeding or reckless driving in that 50 mile per hour zone, you was doing 60. That's a judgment call, right? That's not a final judgment because you don't pay the ticket right there. Sometimes you can go to court, you can talk to the judge and you can get past some stuff, but that's a judgment call. That officer 
made a judgment call that it looks like you're going a little too fast or my little radar, my little technology told me that you were going too fast. So that officer made a judgment call. You then have a court date, a date that you have to go stand before the judge to give you a final judgment, final decision. Listen, y'all, if you just rock with me tonight, I'm not here to judge you. That ain't how I get down. But some of the things we're going to talk about, they just like speed limit signs. They're warning signs. They're things to say, yo, I've been chilling and I'm looking on this road, this road that we traveling down. I think we need to slow down because if we don't, then somebody might have to make a judgment call, right? Some authority or something could happen. All right, cool. So the judgment call comes. But what we're uh, essentially trying to be ready for is the final judgment. When we stand before Christ, that's what it's all about is being able to stand before Christ no matter what you've done before. Like I said, sometimes you could beat the ticket. Asking, look, repenting from our sins, following Christ, that's beating the ticket. You going before the judge at the end of it when it's all said and done and you're able to say like, yo, mm, I listen, I spared a bunch of time. It was a bunch of times I was speeding. A bunch of times I had some infractions on the road, Father. But you forgave me because I, listen, might have messed up. But I'm like, you know what? When you get that judgment call, you still got some time to go back. There are sometimes that things happen in our life that is like a little judgment call. It's not a final judgment. It's just like something to get you back where you got to go. You feel what I'm saying? Jen say her, her kid is getting a full-time job. You must, listen, is it is it because you listen to the podcast? That must be it. That must be it. You say betterment. Is that a word or not? You tell me. <laughs> Listen, I have no idea if it's a word or not, but you let me know. So we're going to kick it today about some things that are like speed limit warning signs to keep us on the right track. You feel what I'm saying? All right. So uh, how can I do this? Let's let's jump right into these slides. That's what I want to do. I want to jump into the slides. Drunk off entertainment. First things first, um, we're going to talk a little bit about left brain versus your right brain. Now, there's a reason that this is important to me. You could do the research on this if you want. We're not going to dig too deep in this, but I've read a few books that covers this topic. And I think it's super interesting to think about your left brain. All right. Your left, your brain is split between two hemispheres. Your left brain is typically, um, you know, identify as the logic side of your brain. So if you look at the graphic that we got on here, if you're watching on YouTube or Facebook or whatever, um, you know, logic, science, sense of time, language. So the left side of your brain, you feel me? The left side of your brain is about that logic. And it kind of like, yo, it keeps you, it, it's the academic side of you. You know what I'm saying? It's the it's that side of you that critically thinks. Let's let's call it that. The left side of your brain is the critical thinking side of your brain. All right, you feel me? Now let's go to the right side of the brain. Right side of the brain is your creative or your emotional side of your brain. So you typically have logic left side. Right side is typically identified as emotion. That's the side of your brain. That's where art, creativity, intuition, imagination, that's where those type of things come from. So here's what I want us to think about first things first. If you have two different sides of your brain, what ends up happening for some people 
is they become a left brain or a right brain dominant person, right? This ain't about right or wrong. You might be able to look at your personality yourself and like, I'm a musician. I like to dance and sing. Like, uh, I ain't really into no reading no books. I really don't like math, but I like to like create and imagine and paint, right? Then you understand that you would be a right brain person if you're kind of in tune to that music and arts and creativity and all those things. That's super dope. You know what I'm saying? That's a cool place to be. And then if you're a person that's like, you ever know somebody that's like, they the bookworm in school, they like studying, like they want to read, like that's that left brain logical person. Sometimes left brain people are not super emotional. They don't really have or show that type of emotion, right? These are some of the things. Again, you can look up at that stuff on your own time if you want to get deeper than that. But I'm trying to make just the overarching point here that at the end of the day, we are left brain or right brain people. So here's a couple of key facts. And I've read this in several books, so I'm going to repeat it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not a scientist, so this ain't me saying this. But one of the things that I have learned about a uh, the right brain versus the left brain that's so crazy is that the left brain or the emotional side of your brain moves faster than the logical side of your brain. So what this means is that ultimately we feel before we think. All right, I need you to, uh, th this is where I start slowing it down. We feel faster than we think, right? So that's why a lot of times your first initial reaction to something, you ever been in a situation where you couldn't actually react in your first initial reaction and you had to like step aside and like sit down or go in a corner or breathe or go, you know, like go and to off to the side and count down to one from 10. Sometimes somebody, if you react out of your first emotion, you already know it's not necessarily going to be the best outcome because let's say if it's out of anger, you know what I'm saying? Like that happens a lot of times where something happens to you. Someone literally legitimately makes you angry, but you know, like, mm, I can't respond out of this anger. You feel what I'm saying? Peculiar, bro, what up, man? Hit me up, bro. Man, I ain't seen you floating on uh, Facebook in a minute. You know, if you listening on Apple Podcasts and stuff, then I'm, you know, I'm talking to the folks on Facebook. My brother, what up? Doug, what's good, bro? Good to see you on here, my brother. So what, it, what ultimately happens is that if we if we allow ourselves to become a right brain dominant person, right? Let's let's go back. Let's go back to the slide. If you just jumping on, if you let yourself become a right brain dominant person, that means you are a person that caters to your emotional side. And we have to understand because our emotions develop and go faster than our thoughts or our logic. To me, I'm talking about me again. This is a warning sign. This ain't a judgment for me. Like I'm reading this book um, called Emotional Intelligence right now because I understand that for me, if I know that my emotions go faster than my logic, that when I find myself in a highly intense emotional state, I need to step back and I need to allow my logic to speed up. All right. Now, let me give you a real life example. This happened to me yesterday. Literally yesterday, me and my wife in the car, I'm driving, and um, this is like semi-rush hour traffic, something like that. We driving home, not far from our house, and we get to a light and we stopping, but this truck, this pickup truck, 
is coming behind me while we're all stopped as if he's going to hit me. Now, here was the crazy thing. I could not understand why this man was like, he was like revving up behind me and like coming. And I'm like, the thing is, I didn't cut him off or nothing because we were on like a one lane street and me and my wife was just kicking it. I didn't know what he was on, but I know that it didn't have nothing to do with me. So I, I kind of like, you know, initially your emotions is high, right? But because I've been reading this book about emotional intelligence, one of the things it called out in a book is that the person who responds off of their emotions is the weaker person. Woo! Now we about to get deep. Oh, now we, now we, now we, now we about to get deep. The person, see, we often think that's the tough guy. Oh, you know, Jimmy don't play. Jimmy will knock you out if you say two words to him. Jimmy is weak. That's really what's happening. A person that cannot control their emotions is a weak person. You feel me? Chelsea, what's up? Thank you for tuning in and watching the show. Appreciate you. So I'm in a car in a real life situation. And because this been on my mind, emotional intelligence, I've been reading this book. It's a pretty long book. So I just, you know, I've been reading this book forever. But this been on my mind when I've been in a word. It's been on my mind, like control your emotions. Right. I found myself in that situation where I was like, you know what I did? I was like, all right, we were at the light and it was a way to turn right. So this is what I, I let my logic speed up. I was like, I told my wife, I was like, I don't think whatever he doing is targeted at me, but I'm looking at him in the rear view and looking at him in his eyes and he don't look right. Like homie looked like he in a trend. He just didn't look right. But so I was like, all right, I'm going to get in the right lane. If whatever he's doing is targeted at me, then he's going to obviously get over too. Not only am I going to get over on, on the right lane, even though I'm close to my house going straight, I'm going to go right and go the longer way to get home to get away from him. Because I told my wife, my objective is to get the package home safely. She was like, what's the package? I was like, you. My objective. Look, again, emotionally in that moment. Oh, trust me. My ego was like, it was like I wanted to. You feel me, Tanya? Like, I, I'm not going to lie. I wanted to act a fool because that's what my emotions was telling me to do in that moment. Like, who you think you are rolling up on me, dog? Like, no, nah, you know what I'm saying? Don't get it twisted. You know what I'm saying? Don't let the smooth taste fool you. That's what my ego and my emotions was telling me. And then I had to let my logic kick in, let my spiritual side kick in and say, mm, Holy Spirit, like, no, nah, this ain't worth it. What you got to prove? You just driving your wife home, bro. Let him go through what he going through. And I got out of the way and I made it home safely and I ain't have to hurt him and he didn't have to hurt me. Nobody had to go to jail because I, I allowed my logic and the Holy Spirit to catch up to my emotions. So what's my point? Today we talking about being drunk off entertainment. And what happens when a person is drunk is they not in their right mind. And this is what I believe. I'm just sharing this with y'all. When I look at the side, look, you, you got to rock with me. The, 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 um, the emotional, the, the left side of your brain versus the right side of your brain. So I, I want to specifically talk about entertainment now. You tell me which side of your brain do you think entertainment um, actually uh, caters to? That right side that's creative, artistic, intuition, imaginative, and it moves fast? Or the logical science, uh, sense of time and language side.
We know what it is. Entertainment caters to our emotional right side of our brain. Entertainment caters to the side of our brain that moves the fastest. That's why when people are on a date, they listen to love music. That's why when we in church, we listen to church music. And that's why that emotionalism, whether you be in church, whether you be in a relationship, too much emotionalism is not a good thing. We should be doing all things in moderation, right? But there's a couple of deep, there, there's some deeper stuff that we about to get into. Trust me. I, there's some deeper points that I want to make about this idea that I think we drunk off entertainment. Now, when I look at the world that we live in today, let me take a step back. Look at the world that we live in today and how much entertainment is such a huge part of it. Right. And I'm asking myself, is this healthy or unhealthy? Is it healthy that. Our, our brains and our minds are just consuming uh, a million hours of 15 second videos, uh, kids dancing, people jumping, uh, uh, somebody fell off the porch. Ha ha ha. He he he. Like, OK, cool. Everything is cool, maybe in moderation. But we are actually consuming so much of that stuff that when it comes time, like mm, this is the I ain't want to say it. It's starting to dilute our ability to critically think because the critical thinking side of your brain, the critical thinking side of your brain is the side of your brain that is logical. You feel me? Got the package home safely, y'all. What's up, Katrina? How you doing? Thank you. Thank you. Love when we cut the music in church. Cut. Listen, you feel me, Tanya? So here's what happens. We get in. Because we are so drunk off entertainment, what, all right, I, I told somebody, imagine you have two cups, right? And this ain't, look, you probably heard this a million times. Some, some other preacher probably did this on Instagram or something. It's just an example. If you got two cups and one of them represents um, um, your, your, your logic, your, your spirit, and another one represents your emotions and entertainment, and you only keep filling the cup of entertainment and emotions every single day you feel that cup everything you watch everything you partake in nothing is self-development nothing is spiritual nothing nothing is about the bible nothing is about what god wants you to do so what you're doing is you're overfilling this cup and this one is empty and what's happening is like you you unbalanced you leaning because it's like yo like like this cup over here is heavy and it's full but there's nothing in this one to balance you out so when the situations for logic or critical thinking or anything about common sense comes into play, I'm not talking about you. I'm not dogging nobody out. But what I'm telling you, dog, is like we get into the point where simple things like people through entertainment. I need you to follow this. All of this stuff is being delivered through entertainment where I'm watching videos. I'm watching interviews where people are trying to defy logic. Right. They're trying to introduce concepts, introduce ideologies, introduce philosophies and things that go so far against everything that we've ever known. But because it's coming by way of your favorite entertainer, but because it's coming by way on your favorite TV show or your favorite artist or rapper did it at their concert or they put it in their song, it's actually starting to make us drunk. And you know that when you're drunk, you're not in your right mind. So we so drunk off entertainment, we can't even have a critically thought out logical conversation that makes sense sometimes. Because we're allowing ourselves. And again, in the church, I, I got to say this. 
the issue about entertainment in the church, again, keep him. You know what? No, let me let me go back. Let me go to the slide. I got slides, bro. Let's just do this real quick. Let me jump into the slides real quick, and then I'll talk some more about it. So, First Corinthians chapter chapter six. This is the New Living Translation. All right. Uh, now, contextually, what this section of scripture is specifically talking about is avoiding sexual sin. So I would actually advise you to go and read the rest of that chapter before uh, verse 12 and 13 that I'm about to read to understand that contextually, they are specifically calling out some things about sexual sin. But this part right here in verse 12, I thought was super important. It says, you say, I am allowed to do anything, right? This is the scripture if you read in the King James uh all things are lawful, but not all things are permissible. Like I know sometimes we, we remember scriptures based on the King James Version. But this says, you say, I'm allowed to do anything, but not everything is good for you. All right, hold on, hold on. Right there. I'm going to just pause right there. You say that I'm allowed to do everything. What we say? I'm grown. Oh, ain't nothing wrong with that. Da, da, da. Like I, I hear people. You get what I'm saying? I'm the kind of person I listen to people like, oh, ain't nothing wrong with that. That's what's wrong with y'all church people. Y'all don't know how to have fun. Da, 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 da. And, and so it's like, okay, you say I'm allowed to do every anything, right? This is what the Bible say. But not everything is good for you. Podcast over. I'm done. You've had enough. Cash app subscribe i should be done with y'all right there you say i'm allowed to do anything but the bible says but not everything is good for you so you might be allowed to do it there's no law ain't nothing stopping me right now i got my phone right here like i can go on instagram and scroll for the next three hours if i want to i can type in whatever i want to search for in my search if i want to but the question is not, are you allowed to do it? See, sometimes we ask the wrong question. Is this a sin? Is this, that like, I just, can I be real with y'all? Some of the conversations that we have are so immature that it could be frustrating at times because it's like, yo, are we going to graduate from the, uh, I, I just want to prove Christians can have fun. What? I don't I tell y'all all the time, if you rock with the podcast, if you knew, I apologize. You know what I'm saying? I talk like this. Like, I tell people all the time, I'm not here to prove to you that Christians can have fun. That's ridiculous. That's literally like me saying, hey, I'm just here to prove to you that black people can have fun. Hey, I, I got Hispanic in me, so what I'm about to say ain't racist. I'm just here to prove to you that Mexican people can have fun. What? I don't play those kind of games. I'm sorry. I understand that emotionally it might sound rude. Because we're so drunk off entertainment that we can't handle any logic or critical thinking, people. I am not here to prove to you that Christians can have fun. I'm not here to prove to you that a Christian marriage can be with. Listen, man, I don't. Huh? Listen, bro, I'm just being real with you. If, if you're in my age group and you need somebody to prove to you, prove to you that Christians can have fun. Like. You know, you might need to change what your definition of fun is, right? That, hey, that's, that's a start. Hey, uh, imagine this. I'm like, hey, it used to just be really fun for me to just walk around and, and uh, hit somebody on the body part. Hey, buddy, you're saved and sanctified now. You're married, but you might want to change that one. 
sometimes we ever think about like like we need to change what's fun to us. What up, Liz? How you doing, sister? You feel me, Tanya? Like, like, all right. So let me move on. I'm not here to prove to you that Christians can have fun. I'm not here to prove all this weird stuff to you. At the end of the day, you might be allowed to do something, but is it really healthy for me? Is it good for me right now to get on Instagram for the next three hours and go and look at, you know, I don't even, I say crazy stuff. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> don't say what you're thinking, son. I'm telling you, I say, I just thought something crazy and I almost said it. Let's get back to the Bible before I, before I get banned or something. You say I'm allowed to do anything, but everything is not good for you. And even though I'm allowed to do anything, ooh, this about to be good. You feel me? Even though I'm allowed to do anything, I must not become a slave to anything. All right, y'all. Follow me on this. My right brain people. I know you got your favorite artists, right? But here's the thing. You listened to all their last albums yesterday while you was cleaning up. You uh, woke up and, and watched all their motivational videos on Instagram and all they uh, all they gossip on, uh, you know, whatever. Way. I don't want to I don't want to call nobody out all these weird websites. But you you know who's dating who and how many kids this one got and where they going and what they said and what they doing on vacation. And it's like. Ain't opened the word. Not once. Dang, Jay. Dagger. I'm gonna always hit y'all with a dagger. Just know it's gonna always be a dagger. We know how many kids Nick Cannon got, but we don't know how many. Oh man, we are... we don't know who how many how many how many kids Isaac had though. Like like who are the children of Israel? Like who are these guys? Who who what? Just what'd you say? Who's Joseph? Huh? Joseph what? Who what? Who's Moses? Moses? Who came after Moses? Uh, Joshua generation? What is that? What is this? What is this accent I'm doing, by the way? Like, what, what am I doing right now? What's, what's actually happening, guys? What's leading you is feeding you. I like that. So what's my point? My point is we overfill one cup because everybody's telling us it's okay. The Bible, it's not, the Bible ain't telling us that because this is what the Bible say. The Bible says, you say I am allowed to do anything, but not everything is good for you. And even though I'm allowed to do anything, I must not become a slave to anything. Don't become a slave to your phone. Don't become a slave to that website. Don't become a slave to that album. Don't let something overwhelm and overtake so much of your life that you have nothing left to give God, nothing left to give self-development, nothing left to give education. I've made a post today and I said poverty is buying every iPhone every year and never buying one share of Apple. Right? That's what we do. I know people that stand in line for the iPhone. They got all of them. They had all of them and they don't own one share of Apple. And I'm just, I'm sitting back and I'm thinking like, I mean, like, are, I, I get the entertainment. I get that you want to be the first one. You want to prove to people. You want the status simple symbol, but you don't have the status. Like we are so into status symbols, like symbols are just it just represents something. You realize if if I showed you right now, um, if I drew out the apple, the apple sign and put it on a piece of paper, that's a symbol of the apple. Like, but that's not a MacBook. 
Like, is it like you don't actually have a MacBook, sir? You just have the symbol. Some of us want the status of successful, wealthy, uh, you know, thriving, ambitious people. Like, we have all the status. We got the phone. We went and bought the car. But we like we have the symbols, but we we're, we're not actually that. Because what they don't know is I'm barely paying this car note and I, I spent my rent money on this purse. And like, like, oh, they don't know that behind the scenes, you don't really have a status. We just trying to change our minds. You feel me? So listen up, Liz, like so to this point, right, I'm going to make this point and keep it moving. When I when I think about church, what's happening is we become so emotional that the only only way we know God is through the music. And I love music. Anybody who knows me, I got over 75 songs right now on Apple Music and Spotify. Just search J Will Music. OK, matter of fact, check out my music. Listen to my portfolio. I make a lot of music. But one of my songs is called Music Can't Save the World. I made that song back in, I think, 2011 or 2012. Music can't save the world because back then, even as an artist, I was trying to communicate to people that this thing that I'm doing right now, although I'm praising God, I'm singing praises to God. This music, if you don't stop and read your word, if the Bible says in Romans that we God requires us to be a living sacrifice. Right. That means your life is a sacrifice unto him. That's how we worship. This, this is in Romans. It literally says that. Like, that's how we worship God, as a living sacrifice. And so many of us literally think that we worship God with the drums and, and like, okay, that's cool. You dance. You celebrate it. I'm entertained. I'm with it. But if I leave out of here and slap somebody, like, that's not a lifestyle of worship, bro. That's just the act, a ritual, just something I did out of my emotion because it felt good in a moment. It got people to say hallelujah. It got people to give to the offering. It got people to clap their hands. I made some people excited. But did anybody give their life to Christ? Did anybody change their lifestyle? No, because we are so right brain driven. All we want church to be is, hey, y'all, listen, I got to tell y'all this. All this stuff we did in the church. Oh, we got to do this to reach the youth. It didn't work. We didn't reach them. For the most part, all the little antics and things that we did in the church to try to reach people, those same people are adults right now, and they left the church. I'm just keeping it real, y'all. Maybe if I sing it there, believe me. Keeping it real, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree on that, Gene. Romans has a lot of good advice. Abraham, what up? Blessings, prophet. What up? What up? Listen, Stephanie, it didn't work. The antics didn't work. Somebody got to say it. Somebody got to say all the stuff, all the prove to the kids we can have fun. Let's do this. Let's no, I, uh, man, I got to be careful what I say. And I used to, okay, I'm gonna just be, y'all know me. I'm just, I don't know. I don't know who's, I'm gonna just keep it extra crispy with you. People, you when, when people used to book me for youth events, I used to tell them, I'm like, yeah, but you know, like, like, I'm not really, I don't really come to play games. Like, so, you know, like, cause, cause we, what we do in church is we call something youth when we want to dumb it down. But I read in the Bible and Josiah was eight years old and he was a king. And the problem is we send our kids in the world. Ah, oh, ooh, I got to say this. When I got, there are kids that I know. 
that sing the songs in the world that their mamas and daddies sing. So I'm like, how come when they was in the car with their mama and daddy, y'all didn't give them the youth version? No, they singing Drake. They singing Beyonce. I'm seeing five and six year olds singing songs about love and all. They know the adult songs. But then we take those kids who are fully capable of something beyond what we do and we bring them in church and we limit them because our emotion says you got to do something to reach them. The problem is when you connect with people emotionally, but it doesn't have any logic or any real substance behind it, it's not a real connection. Have you ever heard of a one night stand, people? How do you think people, how, people be in one night stands? How do you think people get pregnant? Like it's sometimes your emotions are so hot that they, emotions are real. But it ain't always a real connection when the emotions die down. We need something left to hang on to. And in church, and as it relates to the word of God, we've allowed ourselves to base our relationship with Christ strictly on things that are emotional. And we haven't held on to the word of God or the substance or the logic or the philosophy or the doctrine. So we know what God feels like, but we don't know how he thinks. You get what I'm saying? And the problem with that is, if I don't know how you think, the Bible says that David, David said, I, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. David hid in his heart how God thinks so that he can try to stay on the right track. You feel what I'm saying? I'm going to always, I'm going to always keep it crispy. You feel me? Yes, we need real substance, Stephanie. 100%. Lydia, what up, sister? How you feeling? All right, so let's jump back into this. Um, 13 says, you say food was made for the stomach and the stomach for food. This is true, though someday God will do away with them both. But you can't say that our bodies were made for sexual immorality. They were made for the Lord and the Lord cares about our bodies. Now, there's a reason that I'm saying this, y'all. Our bodies weren't made for sexual immorality. Remember, if you watch this from the beginning or listen from the beginning, I laid it out and said, this is not a judgment. This is more of a warning sign. The reason I'm calling it a warning sign is because what I'm seeing is through entertainment. The world is starting to change the mind of the believer. I'm going to give you something real simple. Let's say you got a favorite artist, right? Or a favorite actor. They're in a movie. There are handsome or a beautiful person so you become a fan of them always tell people be cautious who you allow yourself to become a fan of because when you become a fan of someone you start to feel emotionally attached to them or you have what is called a parasocial relationship which is a one-sided relationship you know them you know where they grew up you know their favorite color you know their family's name their husband wife kids name all those things but they don't know you they don't even know you exist on earth here's what's crazy I use Beyonce a lot because she's like one of the biggest stars in the world. Nothing personal against Beyonce. But there are people who literally argue, spend time in their real life, like their actual life, arguing on behalf of Beyonce. And Beyonce doesn't know that this person exists on planet Earth. You know how crazy that is? That's a parasocial relationship. So what happens is we allow ourselves we allow ourselves to be in these situations where we are adoring and becoming fans of people. 
And through the years, right, you had you become a fan of someone. They were a child actor or they were your age and they were in a movie and then they go do an album. You got to get their album and then they start hosting a TV show and then you got to do that. And what happens is as this person gets integrated into Hollywood lifestyle, maybe they did start off as a Christian. Maybe they started off just like you and you feel like there was a connection because they grew up in church and all these things. But what happens is they can get integrated in a world where they become further and further away from what Christ called them to be. But because we are so emotional, we don't know how to separate fame from purpose. So we start thinking that anybody who's famous or anybody who's quote unquote successful, they are in the will of God. And that this means that they're walking in purpose and that this means that they are somewhat preaching the gospel. Right. So as this person you've been a fan of for 20 years or 15 years or 10 years, they go on in their life. Now they have podcasts and they're doing interviews. And I'm seeing through entertainment by attaching themselves to you emotionally that the hearts of the believer are being changed on the topics of the Bible and of faith and biblical doctrine. We drunk off entertainment. We are so intoxicated by entertainment that we can't even feel our spirit. You know, when people, man. When people drunk, you ever been around somebody drunk or have you ever been drunk, right? Like you around drunk people, I can instantly tell when somebody not in their right mind. Like I can instantly tell when it's like, oh, this person doesn't have access to all of their cognitive ability, right? So when we become so drunk off entertainment, we're so drunk off of that emotion that now we don't have the ability to tap into the spiritual side because it ain't in us. Can't nothing come out of you that ain't in you. Right. So it is definitely dangerous. Let's see. Lydia says, Idris Alba fan, but I have a boundary as how many, how far am I? Exact. Listen, that's all it's about. I'm not here to tell nobody they can't be a fan of someone or whatever. Exactly. But it's about doing things in moderation and having boundaries and limits. I feel that. If you study sexual sin, God does give us many war many warnings about it. And um, actually, I think I got another scripture about it. Liz says, let's see, does the ear not put words to the test just as the palate tastes food distinguishing between the, the desirable and the undesirable? That's Job 12, 11 and Amplify. I really like that. Distinguishing like we need to be able to distinguish what's good, what's bad. But be, we're so drunk. We're taking it all and we're taking it all as if it's the word of God and it's good. Um, Always thought of warnings as a good way to look at God commands rather than rules. I like that, Gene, too. That that's exactly how I am. Thank you, Tanya. Appreciate it. Trying to make it plain, man. All right, let's jump back into this. Uh, what we got? We got another one. This verse 18 and 19. These are the last two scriptures, and then we go into another section. Run from sexual sin. No other sin clearly affects the body as this one does. For sexual immorality is a sin against your own body. Now, I'm going to just be a hundred with y'all. I wasn't even going to like had that scripture in there, but I literally like I literally felt led to 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 leave that in there for somebody. I was listening to some stuff today because it's it's like so interesting, man. I was sharing some stuff. Me and my boy Meech was talking back and forth. And. All right, I'm going to just say, look, sometimes, you know, I don't really like to get into like specific celebrities and naming people and stuff because that's just not what I do. And it's like it, it distracts people. And if you are a fan of them, you get mad. So this ain't the point, but I'm going to just use a real example because 
my boy Meech, we was talking about Nick Cannon. And I'm like, I only I don't follow, I really don't follow entertainment news and stuff. Like, I'm just not into that. So it's like, um, I've been hearing about Nick Cannon and having all these kids, and I've been seeing different memes. I'm like, dang, he got like nine or ten kids or something. Then somebody was telling me, like, oh, it's because I think he's sick or something. Like, again, I don't 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 get your news from me because I don't know. But here's something I did for myself. I had just went and looked for a clip from Nick Cannon and he was talking about something. And what was crazy to me is he was talking about polygamy and monogamy. And he was saying that basically I'm paraphrasing that he doesn't believe that we men were created to be monogamous. Pause right there. Right. So he's like saying that a man should be polygamous that a man should go around and be with multiple women and da, da, da. Okay, look, again, this is not a judgment, but a warning. I'm not judging you if you've been there, done that, whatever. We all can repent. You can repent. Ask God for forgiveness and change your life. We've all have our sins. We've all fallen short, including me. I'm not no better than you. But here's where the entertainment and us being drunk off entertainment concerns me. Nick Cannon is obviously an entertainer. He's obviously all over TV and very popular and what, what he got the show um i don't be i don't be watching i'm sorry i be man i be reading books and stuff. i barely what's the show the show y'all watch it they like wilding out he got wilding out and he got the mass singer he he's fr again from from a business or worldly perspective or monetary very successful guy but here's the problem he is using that entertainment, whether he knows it or not. He might not be aware, right? Because we so drunk. Even the entertainers themselves are drunk. He's using that entertainment to subtly usher in a very anti-biblical mindset, right? And because emotionally, some of us are so connected to people. And Nick, Nick Cannon is just an example. Look, Nick, if you see this, if, if it's out there, bro, hit me up. You know what I'm saying? Donate to the podcast, whatever you got to do. I, I interview you and ask you these questions in real life. So it ain't no judgment and no hard feelings. But here's what I noticed is that, and the reason I also use him is because Nick Cannon does do gospel stuff. He kind of dibbles and dabbles. He'll do a gospel song here. And so what does that create? And this is why I say, y'all, follow me on this. This is why it's important to be able to separate the fact that music itself doesn't like music itself ain't enough for us to be connected to God. Because what we'll do is a person will be out here living any kind of way. And again, not to judge them, just a, a warning sign of their lifestyle. And they will do a gospel song and we will make that a stamp of approval. We'll give them a stellar award, a dove award. And now all of a sudden this person is perceived to be a Christian. And what happens when we give that stamp is every interview and when they're out talking, now they're talking as a Christian in our minds. Because emotionally that feels like the right thing to do. It feels rude or bad to actually call out something that, or challenge somebody for doing like something bad. But I know how to critically think so I can call out something somebody's doing wrong without judging them or without feeling like I hate them and I can never talk to them or something. This is simply about, hey, I just want to call something out that this is dangerous what we're doing. Right. So one of the things we're doing in church, we've attached music and entertainment so much to the word of God that what we've said is you don't really need the word of God. You don't really need to know what it says. Now the songs are the scriptures. The rappers and the athletes are the preachers like their, you know, their concerts and their TV shows are the sanctuary. And this is where we go to get our doctrine. So when you have like a, a favorite celebrity and somebody that is good looking and charming and successful 
and they come out and say, you know, hey, I don't think men were made to be this and da da da. And then they popping out all these kids. Then some of us start to change our mind, too. And I know it sounds crazy, but over time, I've seen it happen. Over time, I've seen people be so against something or so strong on the word. But when you become drunk off that entertainment, you know, when people get drunk, they don't always think clearly. Right. Confusion. You feel me? Thank you, Nick. Thank you, Nick. While and out, like, thank you so much, because I couldn't think of it, brother. Miracles on 25th Street. He definitely dabbled. <laughs> or Christians mess with them. That's facts. Idols. I like that, Stephanie. So what happens is these things become idols that we place above the word of God. We place a good above what God says. So we have these celebrities that we love. They're talented. They're attractive. They're successful. We want to be like them. And they also have presented themselves as quasi Christians at different times. But through their entertainment, they sprinkle in very worldly things because here's what's happening. Their logic is not coming from the word of God. It's coming from the right side of their brain, which is their emotion, their uh, creativity and their imagination. And the Bible says cast down all imaginations. I'm going to tell you all something. If we based this podcast based on what I feel like this, it. We'll be all over the place because I feel, hey, that's not right. I don't feel like that's right. And so what I've seen people even do is elevate their feelings above the word of God because what the word of God doesn't feel right to them. Drunk off entertainment, fam. You definitely going to be blessed because you listened to this tonight, Lydia. Faith come by the word, Bible and not listen. All right, let's let's jump back into this, y'all. Verse 19. Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself for God bought you with a high price. So you must honor God with your body. I just want to say to anybody out there who might be seeing your favorite celebrities, because I, I really believe like polygamy is like that's one of the next things that. Again, it's, what happens is in the beginning, it sounds so wrong. You're like, no, they're not about to be doing that. But I noticed that by the time they do it, you love them so much, you write with them. I've watched people, entertainers, usher in so much ignorance in the church, especially. I've watched people through entertainment, um, like, misconstrue and defile the word of God. They With the songs they put out, they, they put out these messages. And I, I got to tell you all this, man, like, it's not just entertainment. And I know we want to tell ourselves it's just entertainment, it's just entertainment, but it's not just entertainment because through entertainment, they are changing the world through entertainment. They're preaching the gospel to you, the gospel of the world, not the gospel of God, not the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so all I'm saying, just I'm throwing it out there as a warning sign. I ain't judging you. Do what you do. Hopefully you do what God wants you to do. But what I am telling you is I think we should step back. I'm talking to the church. You get what I'm saying? I think we should take a step back reassess our approach we've been throwing so much entertainment at people and here's why we do it it's actually an insult when you completely try to entertain people i'm gonna tell you i've been doing this show for four and a half years now i think it'll be five years october 10 10 10 um or is that four years don't don't quote maybe that's four years i'm sorry i don't really know maybe we started in 2018 and it's four years i think that's what it is i don't know though but october 10th is the day 
But I've made a conscious effort, and I, I'm just being real. It ain't always been easy because educational content doesn't go viral. Like, so that can't be my purpose to do this. I can't be doing this to go viral because what people want is really quick information. Keep it surface. Y'all want to see what kind of car I drive. Y'all want to see where I live. How much money do I make? Am I broke or do I got money? I talk about success. Like, I got to show them this or that I don't know. So my whole thing, just like I told you, I'm not living to try to prove stuff to people. I'm not here to prove to you that Christians can have fun or eat tacos or uh, do the do the limbo. That's up to you. Read your word. Figure it out for yourself. I am not the poster child for everything that is acceptable within Christianity. And what happens is when we allow ourselves to be so driven by entertainment, I want you to hear me out. Entertainment puts everything into the hands of the entertainer. I just said something, people. Yes, I did. When you are drunk off entertainment, you are at the mercy of the entertainer. And what's sad about that is that we're so emotionally driven now and we're so drunk off entertainment that when it comes time for something logical. We saw this with the pandemic. Nobody could think for themselves. People wanted the government to tell you what to do, force them what to do with their body, force them who to vote for. And that's what happens when we live in a world that's driven off of emotions. Logic doesn't matter anymore. It just matters what I feel like. And I don't feel like I like this person. I don't feel like they should do that. I don't feel. And so now we're driven by somebody else's feelings. And what do they do to spread these messages? Entertainers. That's why they go on commercials and have endorsement deals. Entertainment. We are so drunk off entertainment. All we do is entertain ourselves all day long. The moment that somebody, look, man, I talk to people, it's like, people could get on their phone for three hours and watch TikTok videos. If I try to talk to you for 30 minutes about investing, people sleep. I got a rule when I talk to people about investing, when I've done, I've done probably five or six private sessions in the last year where I've like walked people through how to invest, how to get started, whatever it may be. And you know what? I got a rule because this is what happens. Everybody reach out to you. Everybody interested. I want to learn about investing this, this, and this. I tell people, give me two and a half hours of your time. Minimum. If you can't commit two and a half hours to me and I'm not even charging you, Oh, it's not worth my time, fam. I can't I can't deal with you because here's what we want. What people want is they want you to just tell them how to get somewhere in life real quick. They want to copy and paste it and be successful overnight. Well, what if I told you whatever level of success I am right now? And I'm not saying I'm super successful or something. It's levels to success. I'm still climbing a mountain. But what I'm telling you is wherever I'm at right now, this is 12 years of work, 12 solid years. Of, I'm talking 12 solid years of work, reading books like learning, studying, uh, barely watch TV, don't in the car, don't listen to music, listen to, listen to uh, interviews about finance. What, what I'm telling you is like, dog, I didn't put in 10, 12 years just to get to where I'm at and I ain't even nowhere yet. So when people come to me looking for like that emotional, hey, just tell me what to do to get successful tomorrow. It's like, bro, if you ain't committed, you I can't help you. We want people to live our lives for us, man. One of the definition of entertain is to admit to the into the woo, the preacher himself has come on. What up, Lavelle? The preacher has come on here and gave us a word. Five years, 10, 10. Thank you so much. Listen, it pays to have people who support the podcast. So it'll be five years this year on 10, 10. Started on Periscope, man. Lydia, I appreciate the people like Lydia, 
um, Sky, Judith. There's some people I remember. We started on Periscope. I used to do these videos uh, when Periscope was popping, and uh, you know, it was dope. I'm gonna talk my talk. I'm going to sleep at the one hour, but I get it. Listen, y'all. Let me jump back into these last couple slides so I can get out of here myself. Um, here's what I want to talk to you about right now is well, I want to make one one other point. Another reason we have to be worried about and concerned about being drunk off entertainment is because when entertainment is your source of news and all information, the other problem is entertainment is censored. Right now, I'm on an algorithm. I probably got 5,000 Facebook friends, but it don't matter because they can decide that only 100 people can watch this. Only 100 people can see it. I might. I got over 9,000 Instagram friends, and if I post something right now it might get 10 likes why because there's algorithms it's censored it's controlled and so we've put in so much power into the hands of entertainers that if you don't have a real way and a real source to get news and information and education you are at the mercy of the world and you can only go where the devil and the world say you can go you can only go as far as the powers that be say you can go you don't have your own freedom. And then you now, because we're so right brain oriented, right, emotionally driven, remember that right brain moves faster. So one of the things I often tell people, I, I'm going to give you an example. I had conversations with people during 2020 when there was a lot of racial tension going on. Both black people and white people came to me and we had positive and good conversations. And one of the most amazing things to me is that a lot of times the conversations would start somewhere where someone approached me with something very emotional right but because i'm aware of the fact that this is very emotional this is explosive what i did is i basically uh what do you call it uh what they call it when the person um defused the bomb like what when you when you have balance you're able to see something explosive and and oh pick it apart and turn it down but what a lot of us do out of emotion is we meet fire with fire. So my point with this is during 2020, I was able to actually have very positive conversations with uh, white people that I met. I can't even say they was my friends. I actually have white people that I'm cooler with now after 2020 because we engaged in some difficult conversations, but we did it in the right way through wisdom, faith and logic and not our emotion that people were walking away and we were able to learn some things about each other. And I feel like there were strengthened relationships through that while the rest of the world was explosively living through their emotions. And I understand why, but it doesn't mean it's right just because I understand it. Like at the end of the day, people were tearing themselves apart, upset and angry because they were driven by emotion. And yet today, the same people, the, it's, the emotion went away. You don't even hear half of the stuff no more, right? But because we were had, like, I had a conversation with um, one, uh, one white person that approached me and we talked through some things and I can remember um, they were taught, we were talking, and this happened with several people. So if you white and you watching or listening to this, it don't mean it was you. I had some of the same conversations with multiple people. Okay. So it's not you or it's one, you might be one of many, but if there were some people that came to me and like, I remember they didn't know that after slaves were freed there were ever any 
um, laws against black people. There were laws that said black people wasn't a full person, right? That's why we didn't have things like the right to vote. There were also, um, there were the Freedmen's Bureaus and the Black Codes. And one of the things I, I remember I read before was like when it talked about when, when the black slaves were freed, that the whole idea why you had to have laws was because now that they're free, we don't know what they gonna do. So we need to keep them in bondage, even in their freedom, because we can't trust them to think for themselves. What if they turn on us or anything? So we need to have laws and they empower white people to be able to have citizens arrest. This is where some of these ideologies come from, things like citizens arrest. So a white person could see a black person, for instance, um, and if they were acting out of order, they could police them. A citizen could police them. Now, I personally believe there are residue of that mentality because we're only like four or five generations out of slavery right now. Like we're not that we're not as far as people think like, you know, your grandmother's grandfather could have been a, a slave. So like ultimately what I'm saying is we see the residue of those type of things today where it's like you'll see where like sometimes inherently um, people who are not black can think that is their job to police black people. Right. Those are some of the conversations I had. That doesn't mean that black people are right about everything that we walking around arguing about either. And we had some of those conversations as well. And my point is that when you can diffuse a situation like that and talk on both sides and be able to understand like, yo, like we are all human. We are God's children and we are united by faith. And we can talk about facts and it don't even mean we have to agree. My point is at the end of the day, this is where you are not just driven by your emotion and you can progress past things. But if you are just driven by your emotions, you're going to fight fire with fire. But I've never seen a building on fire and firefighters show up with fire. They always come with water. They always come to defuse the situation and to tame the fire, to tame that. Because if you put gasoline on that, you put more fire on that, it's going to become more explosive. So we living in a world where everybody wants to be right. Everybody want to hate each other about every little thing. We all Christians, but I got to hate you because you, you know, culturally don't understand me. I culturally don't understand you. Why not? Let's just try to culturally understand each other. Why not? Let's get to know each other and talk to each other and be willing to be wrong about some things and to be willing to not understand some things and to be willing to say, hey, I ain't know. I guess I ain't never really know why people went through that or whatever. I have those tough conversations with people and I have the same conversations with my black friends. And we don't always agree that just because we black and we argue and debate about stuff, about all type of stuff, about, oh, this mean this or this, this, this. And that's life. And my point is, if that if your emotions have you so wrapped up that you no longer have no have the ability to have a complex, layered, critical, critically thought conversation with somebody, then you're the weaker person. Just like the person that reacts emotionally. Listening to this book about emotional intelligence, one of the things they said that was so interesting to me in this book is that most people who are spinning their life in prison is based on a decision they made in minutes or seconds. And I'm like, whoa, that's the power of emotionally intelligent, like being emotionally intelligent. Imagine spending your life in a situation because of something that overtook you for 30 seconds. There are people literally on death row or, or spending their life in prison. They murdered somebody because they became emotionally 
overwhelmed for 30 seconds and did something without thinking. And that's how we act when we're drunk. Some of us are so drunk off entertainment that we can't process the word of God. Like I watch people who were believers, like literally just go do what the world say, do and follow the word. I watched, I'm just, I'm being real with y'all. I watched the world's become the leader in 2020. I saw it with my own eyes. Y'all can't tell me I didn't see it. I watched the world become the leaders. I watched the church look to the world on what to do. When to open, when to close, what should we do? I watched it with my own eyes. Not everybody, not every church, but I'm telling you, I saw it with my own eyes. Y'all can't tell me I didn't see it. I watched the world decide what was essential, what was not essential, what should be open, what shouldn't be open. Oh, Kroger is open, but you got to walk down this road. You can't walk down that road. Right now, I'm going off. <laughs> I'm going to just be real. I ain't looked at a comment in 10 minutes flat. I don't know what y'all saying. I ain't looked at nothing that nobody said. Diversity is a blessing. Look at me and you. I'm saved. You're not. <laughs> oh, Lavelle got issues, man. What is wrong with me? Y'all going to mess around and get me in trouble on this podcast. All right, this is the last thing, and I'm going to get out of here. This is an article from the Washington Post in 2017. A lot of times I like to go back to older articles because I feel like sometimes in the moment people don't tell the truth. So it's like, again, in the moment when things are going on, people are emotionally or they have agendas and things like that. So I'm like, you know, what what do people say about um, entertainment? Right. So this is Sonny, Bur Sonny Bunch. Is that his name? Sonny Bunch. What a name. That's a cool name right there. What up, Nick? Sonny Bunch. Um, this is what he says. Um, th this is an op-ed piece. Um, it says, and this is just a snippet. So you can go Google this if you want to read this article, but I thought this was cool. Pop culture is going to entertain us to death and we'll be too distracted to care. Woo. I I'm a read, I'm a read the excerpt, just the clip, but just the headline got me. Pop culture is going to entertain us to death, but we'll be too distracted to care. I want y'all to understand something about entertainment. Entertainment is fun. It's great. It's all of that. But too much of it can be a distraction for your life. Just like anything else. You get what I'm saying? I like Reese cups. But if I, if I eat a hundred of them, I'll get sick. If I don't balance that out with some fruit and vegetables and some real food. And what I'm saying is that some of us are inundating ourselves daily with entertainment to the point that we not even reading the word no more. We just getting it from you know, whatever uh, our favorite actor is that did a podcast, and that's church for us now. All right. Ain't nobody trying to hear me, man. They ain't trying to hear it, Lydia. I'm, I'm about to be quiet. I'm about to... This is what Sonny Burt said in 2017 in the Washington Post. It's not particularly hard to imagine the ease and rapidity with, the, with which the advent of technology will fundamentally alter human society. A combination of joblessness, easy access to entertainment, and shifting norms all point to a radical cultural reorganization in the not-too-distant future. I just wanted to point out, I don't know anything about Sonny. I don't know if he's a believer. If he's not, it was the Washington Post. So I wanted something very, um, you know, I can't say unbiased necessarily because I don't know what his biases are, but you know, something that wasn't even directly in the word of God. It was just, yo, this is what they saying in the world. And you know what's crazy? That that was his thought or his opinion in 2017. That was before COVID and the pandemic that really just 
fast forwarded our dependency on technology and things like that. And so what is my point at the end of the day, y'all? My point is that it's time to sober up. And it's time to be able to have these conversations. And even if you disagree with me, like to be able to disagree without canceling everybody, without overly acting emotionally. And I've seen believers start doing what the world does and start arguing and debating with their emotions and ignoring facts. And the problem with that is if you do that and you start following your emotions, what you're saying is that your emotions and how you feel is now the gospel. And I don't see that in the Bible. And so if you're a person that is like, yo, like I have no balance. I have no substance. I just allowed myself to be on Instagram 100% of the day. I'm not even reading books. I'm not even working on my finances or working on my health or, or reading the word of God, or I'm not, I'm not fellowshipping with people who are going where I'm going in life. I'm just turning my life over to always being in my phone like this and never being able to detach. Or if you are in your phone, right? Cause I spend a lot of time in my phone, but I tell people all the time, like, it's also what you're doing. I'm listening to an audio book. I'm reading articles. I'm studying finance. Like the least thing I do is be on social media. Now I get on here and post and joke with people on my actual posts and comment to y'all, but I'm not, I've, I might scroll to the first five. Like I don't scroll social media. I don't let, because to me it's like, I just, I have to police myself in that way. Like I'm not about to sit on Instagram for two hours and scroll and see all y'all in y'all drawers and panties. Like, I don't want to see it, okay? Because that's what's going to happen. Like, it happens. It You can open up your phone. And it's like, oh, well, oh my God, what, what's going on? Like, we might as well just say it exists because it happens, right? And so everybody have naked now. It's like, well, goodness gracious, evangelists. Like, I, I, the, and this is what I mean when we become inundated and led by entertainment then now we think the only way we can reach people is to entertain them. And I'm telling you with Inspire Guys people, like I hope you entertain and you have a good time along the way, but this show is built on substance. And at the end of the day, if I got to rock with, I, I tell people all the time, I would, I would rather reach a hundred people deeply than a million people on the surface. If I reach a hundred people deeply, if I reach a thousand people deeply, that's my goal is to actually reach people with content that is life-changing, that is actually something you can hold on to, something you can go back to, something that makes you better. If you're going to be on your phone and you're going to be on YouTube or Instagram and, and you're watching these clips, I want it to be something that you could say, this changed my life. I never invested in a stock before, but then I started studying stocks. I never used to read the word, but then I started reading the word. I never used to exercise. And now I, like, I want you to become better. If I got to sacrifice, I'm not about, listen, this is what I'm not about to do. I'm not about to get on here every day dancing and singing to get your attention. I'm not a clown and this is not a circus. And I think some of us, because we're so thirsty for attention, so thirsty for the validation of likes and going viral. Listen, I don't want to go viral. Don't even make me go viral. Like, no, because people ain't going to like me. I already know they ain't going to like me. Like, so we can just, let's just save all our time. Hey guys, I'll take a hundred views. Give me a thousand, maybe. I'm telling y'all right now, I got a post this year. One of my Facebook posts got like over 150,000 shares and it was nothing but people going off on me. The whole, <laughs> it was about inflation. And I think that was back in January. Oh, ironically, hey guys, ironically now, 
We're in an overly inflated situation economically, but people said I was stupid for talking about that. There's 150,000 shares and nothing. I didn't know none of these people. And I'm like, why would I want to reach this many people on the surface? Where's my post with a with 100 likes and 80 comments and, and the people are connecting and, and the content is reaching them? That's what I want, man. That's what I want, y'all. Listen, man, I appreciate y'all so much. All y'all, I ain't even going to start naming names because, like, you know, y'all be rocking with me and I appreciate it. But I like people like y'all watching this. I want to connect with you on a level where this content. I Y'all, okay, let me tell y'all. I, I, I make all these jokes on social media about people's life being messed up because they're not listening to the podcast. Y'all don't understand. I really believe this stuff. Of course, I exaggerate it. But I genuinely believe that if you listen to this podcast in some way, shape, form, or fashion, you will become better because we are basing it on the word of God. I believe in 2020, there are people who, matter of fact, what you talking about, Jay? You got the testimonies. Like, I don't even want to talk about the testimonies we get from around the world. I ain't even talking about the U.S. I, like, last week, um, somebody uh, tapped in from Africa with a with a dope testimony and post. It was a cool post because they joked about the podcast. But, like... Y'all don't understand, like, there were people that were emailing me in 2020 as Christians, and they were telling me, man, I was getting too caught in my blackness. Uh, there were white people that was telling me, like, ooh, I was starting to have a problem with black people. But listening to this podcast literally changed my life in that way. I'm telling y'all, I, I believe this, and I rock with you because of it. And I don't need validation from likes, or I don't need to go viral, I don't. Like there are people be telling me you need to do no, they not gonna, they don't like me. I'm telling you right. No, nah. y'all trying to bring trouble to your man's. Like, I like what we doing right here. Like, we just we here, we talking, we cooling, we flow. Man, they gonna get a hold of that little section about Nick Cannon. Like, did you hear what he said? Because again, people are so emotionally driven, they don't know how to have critically thought out conversations, which is what we're all about. We're not just about arguing and hollering at each other. We want to talk through some things and be led by Christ. Julie, what up? Julie. Man. Hubble Media, what up? What up? You say you single, but you listen. <laughs> oh, no problem, Julie. No problem. It's my pleasure to talk to y'all, man. Ultimately, look, we are to be united by faith. We are all believers, man. And what we should be doing and what my goal is with this show is to set a standard as a leader. Not to follow and wait for the world to tell us what to do or how to treat each other, but to follow what God said, to follow the word of God. Like we're all diverse and we're from different cultures and things. And what I enjoy is learning about people, learning where you from. You learn where I'm from and we get to know each other. And that's one thing that I did learn in 2020 is that we are so segregated still that we don't understand each other. And whenever you don't understand someone, then confusion can come in. You get what I'm saying? That's why when two people that don't speak the same language need to communicate, they need a translator. They need someone who understands. And so ultimately, for a lot of us who are uh, culturally diverse and come from different backgrounds, but we're still believers, we need the word of God to be our translator, to bring the understanding between us. Like, well, God, how do we treat each other when uh, historically they've done this and I don't like what they're doing this and this person voted for this person and they voted over here? And we need a translator because we're so different. And Christ is our translator. The Bible is that foundational translator 
that should be pulling us together. We should be united by faith. We shouldn't be hating each other. We should actually be helping each other. Ooh, that's a bar. I say we shouldn't be hating each other. We should be helping each other. Anyway, if I wanted to write a song, that, that's what I would write today. Help not hate. That's the name of the song. Help not hate. Where is Darius and Red and everybody at so we can make a track? Help not hate. I don't want to hate you. I just want to help you. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to hate you. Anyway, that's kind of something like my song, Judge Me or Love Me. Um, <laughs> Jen, you are wild. You are wild as John Belia. She say, I still hate you. Uh, Brittany Woods, what up? What up, sister? How you doing? Thank you so much. Ashley Fields, say you needed to hear this tonight. Thank you so much for watching. I appreciate it. Um, these are the words that I'm going to leave you all with, man. Let's be leaders. Let's be led by the word of God. Let's not just allow people to say something to us that's anti-biblical or, all right, I'm, I'm a, I got to say this last part, right? I feel led to say this. I know that church hurt is a real thing, right? And so what happens is some of us have been wrongfully done, wrongfully treated or abused by church leaders, uh, or we have a bad image of the church. And emotionally what it does is it starts creating tension between you and God. You start because this person identified as a church leader or they carry that office. Then you start saying, I'm done with the church, which ultimately starts meaning that you're done with God and you turn away from God. This happens to a lot of people because you were legitimately done wrong. I don't have the answers to your personal situation. I don't know all the details. But what I can tell you is this, it's going to take a lot of emotional intelligence and the ability to control your emotions to make it through that situation and stay on the side of Christ. Because what happens is we are illogical in how we judge sometimes or treat or react to the church versus other things. I'll give you an example. You ever went to McDonald's and got bad service, right? And they put you asked for no pickles and they put pickles on there and you was mad and, you know, whatever it might be, or they forgot your fries. You had the emotional intelligence to go to McDonald's again in the future. You're not mad at every McDonald's location in the world because this specific McDonald's didn't put pickles on your sandwich. But what we do with the church is we say, hey, I went to one church and it was all about money. Now, all churches are about all about money. That's what they're about. So we allow the world to create and lead these narratives. And we're so emotionally driven by our, our personal experience that we don't know how to step back and critically think and say, well, wait a minute. Jesus said to Peter, upon this rock, I will build my church. To say that the church is all about something. Now, maybe these imposters out here, maybe it's some imposters, um, just like, you know, you ever seen a news story? Where they're like, hey, y'all, be careful. People knocking on your door, acting like a police officer or something. Well, that's an imposter. You don't judge something based on an imposter. You get rid of the imposters. And so what I'm saying to the church, speaking to the church, the leaders out there, 
if you're a church leader, man, it's time for you to decide that we are not going to allow imposters anymore. Not for a couple dollars, bro. I'm telling you, man, people do stuff for money. That's just, it's just, it ain't worth it. Go get a job, man. I'd rather work at a fast food restaurant than to try to become a pastor and steal money from people. Like it don't, it don't like, it just ain't worth it. I like to work for my own stuff anyway. Like I want to work for mine. So whatever I got, I just want to work for it. I don't want to take nothing from nobody. And so, but the, it takes the church leaders being able to say, hey, we got to stop some of this foolishness. Cause let's be, it's some foolishness that has gone on in the church and it has caused emotional abuse to people and those people, because they're driven in, in by their emotions, they don't know how to separate their emotions from the word of God, from logic, the spirit. And so they're constantly driven by their emotions and they're creating a narrative. And we are continuing to allow imposters in there that just keep the narrative going. So then you see it's multi-layered and there's issues on both sides. That's what I want to leave you with. Let's make it about the word of God. Let's stay connected to the word of God, even if you don't have a church home or can't find a church home right now fellowship with believers, pray about the church home, pray about where God is leading you because I understand that people have been abused. I know people that have been abused and done wrong. And it actually makes me mad to be honest, because I think it's childish and irresponsible for people under the title of pastor to manipulate people that are following them. But that's just me. You know what I'm saying? Um, you say most churches judge us on our clothes. I, you know what? I don't. Yeah, AJ. And that's the thing. I think people have different personal experiences that I'm not here to say that that hasn't happened to somebody. I don't think it's as much an issue now because, I mean, ooh, I don't know. Some churches going too far. I, I mean, I saw in the Stellar Awards, half of the dudes is up there with like a suit on with just no shirt under it. Like that's that's a whole nother podcast. I, I don't even want to do that one. But my point at the end of the day, man, is like we got to stay connected. Like, no, don't let anything come between you and Christ because it ain't worth your life just because one person did you wrong. Um, and, and that when you're emotionally driven, it creates an extremist attitude. So we overreact to things when we're emotional. And if you if you just jumping in and didn't hear the beginning, I advise you to listen back on YouTube or Apple Podcasts, just search Inspire God's People. But we talked a lot about how your emotions move faster than your logic. So a lot of times for us, in order to control our emotions, we need to be able to control our emotions long enough for our logic to catch up. And I, look, I've made stupid decisions in life. You ever make a decision in life and you're like, I wasn't thinking. It's because your thoughts, your logical side, your left side of the brain had not caught up to the right side. So that's why people act emotionally without thinking. And you like, you, like it's happened to me. And I'm like, that was so stupid. Why did I do that? Like, I literally wasn't thinking. And it's like, yeah, Jay, because you didn't know that your emotions move so fast. You just acted off how you felt in a moment without thinking about the overall impact or the results that that moment would create. And so I've learned by the grace of God, and I'm continuing to learn the power and the impact of being emotionally intelligent and being able to allow my thinking side of my brain to catch up with the emotional side of my brain and that everything that feels right, just because it might feel a certain way to me, it doesn't mean it's right. And when you start being driven by your feelings, you're going to be drawn away from Christ, right? Because, hey, something might feel good. It might 
feel good to touch on people. But you can't just walk around touching on people, bro, just because it feels good. Like, you cannot be driven in life by your feelings. So I hope you all have enjoyed this podcast. Look, continue to support Inspire Guys people, man. I appreciate it. Hit me up and email me, JermaineWilsonMusic at gmail.com. If you want to connect and let me know topics or things, we are about to start interviewing people. Yep, I'm already starting to hit up people and talk about interviews coming for this fall. Just wanted to get through the summer. I've been busy. I'm still busy trying to, you know, just trying to balance things out in my own life. But by the grace of God, we moving in the right direction. I feel good about what we're doing with the show. Feel good about the support from the people. Hopefully, my goal is that we continue, me and whoever comes on this show, to provide value to you and that listening and supporting Inspire Guys people is something that literally changes and makes your life better. I tell people all the time, your testimony is the payment for me. When, when people email me every week and tell me something, they did something, they started a business, they started back to school, they read something, like when they, they bought a stock, whatever. When people tell me that, that's the payment for me, baby. That's the payment, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm out here grinding for my own, fam. I'm out here grinding, trying to get it because at the end of the day, I don't want to ever put myself in a position where it's like, you know, anyway, that's a whole, that's a whole nother podcast. Thank y'all so much, man. Y'all have an amazing night. Love y'all. God bless y'all. Please share this show with somebody though. You can do that. Maybe that's the payment, Jay. Maybe the payment is you share this show with a friend. You know, you got a cousin, a brother, sister, mother, father, granny or something, an auntie. Share this show with them. Tell them like, yo, man, I think I think this will inspire you. I think this will uh, add value to your life. And then if you could do that and subscribe, especially on YouTube. Again, we got daily inspirational short clips on YouTube. Um, check that out. Check out Inspire Guys People, man. I appreciate you. I love you. God bless you. Have an amazing night, my people. All right.